the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Ashley, do us a favor. We're hearing ourselves an echo, so if you'll fix that. There we go. Thank you so much. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. So on uh, a uh, little bit of a chilly day, but bright and sunny and pretty, uh, Millburgers is uh, having folks still come by and get Christmas trees. Uh, the Fraser firs, the Nordman firs, and uh, the um, uh, Noble firs are here at the nursery, and uh, uh, they're moving out. But uh, if you haven't gotten your tree yet, today would be a good day to come by, or maybe a poinsettia, or a wreath, or garland, or a living uh, container-grown Christmas tree, too. So... Uh, come on by and visit with us, and uh, let's see if we can't help you find that perfect tree for you. All right, 210-308-8867. What's going on, guys? We still have a lot of beautiful trees on the yeah. back lot. Yeah, there still are. I was looking at them a while ago, and they're, you know, it doesn't, they look like they were first put out there. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if they keep some in the back and move them up later or what. No, I think they just... Just put them out. They, they just take care good. of them. Yeah, I think that's the key is they take care of them. Yeah. You know. I thought maybe you were talking about this forest of citrus that's uh. surrounding us. <laughs> it's on sale, isn't it? Yeah, it is on sale. Uh-huh. Uh, the three-gallon container. Three-gallon container, regular $45, and now thirty-four eighty-eight. They look good. And, of course, they're always great plant for the backyard in the San Antonio area. And today, yeah. And today only, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you come in and buy a uh, uh, Arctic Frost or Orange Frost Satsuma, you can taste some of the fruit. I've got some of the fruit of both Orange Frost and Arctic Frost here. So, okay. Uh, which and um We've been sampling it. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. The uh, But what is, okay, so Orange Frost is not a Satsuma, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a cross between a Satsuma and Mr. Moy All right. at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. I made the cross between a Satsuma and a Changsha to try to increase hardiness. And he did. All right. And, uh, but Orange Frost is 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 fairly hardy. Yeah, they didn't burn in the last freeze. And uh, he had Uvalde. 
And uh, Arctic frost is even harder than the orange frost. So orange frost will go down to... Well, uh, oh, whoops. Okay. It's just... Uh, uh, obviously 23. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I All of the uh, Satsumas have pretty good cold tolerance, but these, these two just seem to have uh, slightly more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you you know, if we're, when we talk about the citrus, the ones that are real sensitive are the... Or the Myers lemon and the Lime. limes, but they're still worth planting. They're just oh yeah. You just gotta you just gotta be ready to cover them. Did and you pick all your fruit before they froze? Or? I did, yeah. Well, okay. On the lemons and and the limes. Do you just keep them in the refrigerator? I, no, I just keep them in a bucket on the in the uh, <laughs> refriger in the in the kitchen. Oh okay. And. Uh, I didn't pick all the le- all the grapefruits, so though. Yeah. I would have need to fill up two rooms with those. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Now you said your grapefruit defoliated. Yeah, the grapefruit got uh, is loaded with fruit, and uh, it's got it's got some green leaves at the base that didn't freeze, but it, uh, most of them uh, on the plant uh, froze. Doesn't look like any stems are frozen. Though. Yeah. The fruit didn't freeze. No, no. Right? No, yeah, no no fro- frozen fruit at all. And so, it didn't fall off? Nope. No. Uh, we had some uh, fruit drop on the on the regular satsumas at Uvalde. Uh, the fruit fell on the ground. Uh-huh. Some of it, I'd say 10% fell on the ground, maybe, maybe less. But uh, there was still plenty on the tree. And the stuff that fell on the ground, I, I guess it it must have frozen or something. But otherwise, it wouldn't have fallen off the tree. Is that Setsumas? Yeah. But we're we're at the getting ripe stage. Well, that's true too. It, it might just be. Yeah, it might just be coming off because I've had a few before the freeze even come off. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Not my, not a lot, but uh, not 10%. Yeah, maybe that explained it because the fruit on the ground is uh, in pretty good shape. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, the fruit looks like the fruit you've got here really oh, looks yeah. good. And the, yeah. and the fruit on my trees looks good, too. So how do you cross a Changsha and a... Uh, I don't. How did uh, Mr. Moy do it? What, what does that mean to cross? Very it? carefully. <laughs> he took. Uh, he used the. Uh, I, I think he used the. Uh, the Satsuma as the mother tree. All right. In other words, the the mother the mother pollen. All right. And then he crossed it with Changsha. Okay. And, and he used uh, pollen from the Changsha. And crossed it with a uh, and he, he with would, Satsuma. In the case of citrus, he'd have to interfere. See, he just, you know, the citrus would pollinate normally just pollinate itself. The internal process, a lot of it would yeah. be. But if you, but it's uh, he he just got in there in the middle of that process and just I don't know how it touched it or what he did to, yeah. to, to, to put that put that. Uh, Two types of pollen together, right? Yeah. Than, rather than just a normal one. But that's never been done. Really? Yeah, he's the first one to do that. Wow. Has Jane it been done Charles since? Satsuma. No. <laughs> really? No. Wow. And uh, when it, when he first said what he had done, you know, I, I had trouble. 
talking to him, and he had t trouble talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when he first explained to me what he had done, yeah, and uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people that tried crossing plants before, uh, cross pollinating plants. Worked with a guy in uh, Nebraska that uh, did pecans and uh, walnuts. Hmm. And uh, you were kind of wondering if he, if he really made the cross, if he really made the cross. Yeah. Uh, so to prove that, we uh, we took cuttings of all all of his uh, all of his crosses. He had planted a botanical garden. Okay, this is Mr. Moore now. This is Mr. Moore, and uh, took cuttings of them, rooted them, and planted them out of Uvalde. To, to see to see what they would do out there, as far as cold is concerned, and uh, when they when they started fruiting, and went through a few cold weather, we realized that he had actually made that cross. Hmm. And and looking at the mature trees, like uh, the leaves on uh, the leaves on uh, uh, on the Arctic frost. A lot darker, and the fruit is a oh, lot larger. So, did he journal all this? Is there a, no? Really, he just sort of did it behind I, the scenes, I, I, and yeah, he did it at his house. Okay. And uh, the the amazing thing to me uh, was that he uh, uh, he grew them for ten years at his house. The cross. The cross. Uh huh. Because uh, he, they, when you save the seed, when you, he made the cross, then he saved the seed. Then he had to go in and extract the pr the true uh, embryonic seedling, the cross that he had made. Right. Because citrus, you know, we've talked about it before. If you plant a citrus seed. Uh, you get the same thing. You get yeah. the same thing back, and um, that's kind of what we thought he would he was going to do. He, you know, he had he had done, but uh, he went in and extracted the true embryonic cross. So there, there were two two actual intercepts there. The, the getting the. The pollen in, yeah, and then getting the embryo out, out. and growing the embryo because yeah. the the embryonic seedling is a uh, very very weak. So the chances are very few would have survived without him. Oh yeah, oh, inter okay. interfering. Yeah. So it it was a miraculous feat, and he do, he doesn't get near enough credit. Well, I've got pictures of him with the mature trees and everything else, and uh, he was a he was a true genius breeder, um, and and uh, like I said, people have been Bluford Hancock and some of the early horticultures, John Hutchison, and all those people. Hello. What? Oh, I'm Yeah. Uh, Tried for years to uh, 
to get a seedless chain shop. Uh huh. And uh, never could because sure. what they were doing, they were planting the seed, and they were getting new cellar seedlings, which are the just like the mother tree. Right. So they planted thousands of seedlings that were all changsha. Huh. Turned out to be all changsha. So their misstep was getting not the... extracting, not not qualified to extract the true embryonic seedling. Okay. So how did Mr. Moy know how to do that when they did? He was a breeder. Okay. In China, he was trained okay. in China and California. Okay. Wow, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's. Uh, uh, we've got, we've got, uh, and he made many crosses of roses and hibiscus and uh, uh, esperanza and a lot of other things hmm. under the tutelage, I guess you would say, of uh, Paul Cox. Okay. Paul acted like he could understand. <laughs> Under the encouragement, a lot of it was encouraged. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. Because I imagine yeah. that... Well, nobody nobody appreciated that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, did did they appreciate what, what they had? No. Oh, okay. No. Not till he was gone. Oh, man. <laughs> and the citrus brought it to the forefront. That makes sense, because that's a... Yeah. But uh, when Mr. Moore told us that uh, that he'd been growing these at his house, uh, he made the cross ten years ago. Yeah. And I said, "Good Lord, what what took so long?" He said, "The the embryonic seedling grows very slow, and so uh, he had to make the cross and then nurture the the seedling." So once you get the seedling, and the seedling produces fruit, then... Which, which is like six or seven years in itself. Right. Okay, wow. Another ten years. Well, so he had a, he had about 18 to 20 years in the seedling thing. Yeah. And then, then you can actually... So once the... So I, I didn't see any seeds in what we ate. I ate one. Oh, you I ate had one. one. So once you get the seed... Then it will grow true from that seed. It'll grow true from your seed. Huh. Because the embryonic seedling dies out. And it's too weak okay. to survive. This is fascinating. Oh, it's it's amazing what it is. Wow. And they're on sale. It's, it seems twenty <laughs> percent like, off. It seems like they shouldn't be. <laughs> and if you come today and get one, yeah. you'll, you'll actually get to taste the fruit of one. This is cool. Of whatever you buy. Wow. And uh, uh, if you don't come today, Trace will go home with the fruit. Okay. He's at his I wife. Will. My wife loved it yesterday. There you go. Very cool. Well, obviously, Trace is up on the porch with us. <laughs> What's going on, Trace? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful day. It's pretty. The sun is out. It's uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, and then uh, we see folks are still getting Christmas trees. Yes, we still have a few, and um, they look pretty good. Uh, lots of color. We've got lots of, of uh, things for uh, planting to make your uh, holiday cheer, your entrances. Yeah. yeah. It'll be nice for when the family shows up. And the points out are 20% off. They are. 
still have some living trees. So if you're interested in uh, in using it as a Christmas tree and then planting it in your landscape, uh, there's still a great selection there. And I've got an article, a Calvin's article on uh, plantanswers.com about living Christmas trees and about their ultimate size. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We now, I don't, I don't, I can't even remember us to, to discussing the ultimate size of those living. It was a long time ago. It must have been. Yeah. When, well, when we first, we, I don't know how when we first started talking about living Christmas trees. Uh, at that time, we. You know, who'd ever heard of Aleppo pines? <laughs> and uh, then we, you know, then we figured out that there were Italian stone pines. And uh, yeah, back in the day, it was Elderica. Elderica, yeah. right? Yep. So that was that yeah. was the living Christmas tree. We sold tons of them. And they all died and, ten years later. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> many of them did. Most of them did. But these are these are very adaptable. Uh, the ones that we do carry, so yeah. uh, it's not it's not like it used to be. They've got a long history of, uh, of growing. Well, and then of course we've got some uh, the uh, Arizona cypress. If, uh, I don't know if we got any of those left. I remember seeing one large one in the back, uh, Cedar Diodorus. We still have some 15-gallon and some really large ones, too. Um, I think I saw some Leland Cypress. I know I saw some Blue Point Juniper, uh, Stone Pines, Rosemary, Topiary Rosemary yeah. still out there. That's, a, that's a nice 20, little Christmas tree for your apartment, too. Yeah, it would be. A little rosemary. And you can put it out on the patio afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Jerry mentioned this, but uh, there's still lots of trees out there, as you mentioned. But someone might think, well, you know, they've all been picked over, and they probably don't have the best selection. And that's not true at all. There, there's, they some all look looking, great. there's some good-looking ones out there. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and that's because Millburgers yeah. take such great care of them. And every one of these trees gave its life to be somebody's Christmas tree. Oh. So they all deserve a home. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> or happy, whichever yeah. way you look at it. Okay, so you can adopt a, a tree. Tree and bring it home and give it that final Christmas that it died for. Well, then it, then it gets recycled. It does. That's get true. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin, for getting us out of We uh, we haven't really talked about Norfolk pines. We do have a oh a, a fair amount of Norfolk pines too, and that makes a great Christmas tree for apartments as well. Norfolk Islands, yeah. Yeah, my hmm. mother used to have one for Christmas tree. Yeah, I was trying to. Well, I guess we saw them in. Uh, Inside these the courtyards in big office buildings. Yeah, and everything. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really pretty spectacular. Uh, or the Australia places like that. That's where where you would see them outside. Corpus, Corpus outside. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see them in Corpus. Huh. huh. So we have those two. So uh, we have poinsettias. We just saw a bunch of poinsettias. Great selection home. on poinsettias. Yeah. And they're on sale, 20% off. Right. Everything and four and a half all the way to the hanging baskets. Uh, Ten-inch hanging basket. I realize that it's a uh, kind of a a good thing. I know when it's colder, it feels more like Christmas, and and people are more prone to yes. get the stuff. Mm-hmm. But we can't see them because it's too cold for the poinsettias out here. That's true. Which is just sort of sad, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bringing the whole show down. The, for, the forecast yeah. looks good, so we'll okay. We'll, we'll be hauling them out. Oh, good. good. And let's see, what else? Uh, Maybe next time we could haul everything out for Milton to see 
And then we could all haul it all back. Well, next time we we'll just sell it off carts, and then I could just roll it past him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we could. We'll, we'll have to do a show from the greenhouse next year. Okay, I like that. Okay. <laughs> um, and cyclamen for yeah. shut-ins. If you got uh, people or not shut-ins, shut-ins yes. or not shut-ins, <laughs> but yes. But yeah, they, they do well as house plants as and. Uh, and they, yeah, this is and they're in four and a half, four and a half inch pots, so yeah. so they're easy to take care of. And uh, Trace says that there's new uh, uh, renewed supply of uh, of our uh, primrose. Yeah, we got a great selection of primrose in this week. If you haven't seen them, you you have to see that uh, that waxy show paint uh, color of those flowers, and then of course the leaves are crinkly, sturdy leaves, and. Uh, they grow. They grow in a look like a cross between African violets and pansies. Mm-hmm. They're they're relatively low growing, but they uh, have a bigger foliage and everything like the African pan. Uh, the and last year they did really good for the cold. I mean, yeah. better, better than uh, yeah, I thought they even could. Yeah, they didn't have much. They didn't have any trouble. Uh, cold. Generally, we just uh, treat them like we do uh, cyclamen. In the cold. One of the things that people will also find on sale here uh, is items, Christmas items in the the boutique. You want to talk a little bit about some? Oh of those? yeah, we've got uh, we've got some one of a kind Christmas decorations, and they are all on special right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh, he's telling the truth. These are things that you just won't see at other places. Uh, uh, they're kind of boutiquey items, and. Uh, they're uh, real pretty, and they've, uh, like I said, they're real unique. Trey said the same thing. But, yeah, you'll find them uh, when you come to the boutique, and they're, they're on sale now, I guess, because the season's kind of. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. What else do we container-grown Christmas trees were for sale? Poinsettias. We mentioned the citrus. Pansies. And the, the pansies. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't pansies. forget pansies. 98 cents each and a four, four and a half inch. Right, one. right. Oh, do you still have, um, what were we talking about? The, um. Last week we were talking about the transplants for the blue bonnets. Are there still some in? Well, I'll have to go, go poke, check if poke you around. Yeah, okay. And then what else were we asking about? Oh, uh, we wanted to, uh, do we have all the details on the recycling thing um, yet for when, after the holidays? Yes, I'll bring you a, a Oh, good, thank you. That means perfect. How about uh, the spinach? When's that come next week? Does some more come in? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't get my facts last night. I thought there was some out there, though. Oh, is uh, there? Pretty yeah, sure there's, a, pretty there's, sure there's a six packs. A few six packs. Um, but my facts didn't come in last night, so I don't uh-huh. have a good vegetable report for what's coming. But we have a great selection right now. I know what we've got. we got something new that uh, last week that pretty spectacular, and that's the onions. Yes, yeah. onions. it is time. That's what we were going to ask about yesterday, too. So, yeah, we saw some onions that walked. They walked right past us. There were the walking onions. <laughs> no, there is there. such a thing as a walking onion. I know that right after I said it. I was like, oh, yeah, there is one. Yeah. So do we have walking onions? No. No, okay. No. They're, they're more of a wild uh, onion. This is like, uh, these would be like the ones that. Uh, these should stay water. still in your garden. They're very calm. Whataburger. Ooh. Really? These are Whataburger onions? Some of them. There's one variety that they use out there. Yeah, these, uh, and then there's some. Uh, Red Cajun. Yeah, it's a good one. Man, two different reds, three different yellows, two different whites. For the person that wanted the pungent onion, the Whataburger onion is pungent. No, there's no? More, there's more oniony onions than that. Oh, man. 
You can't if if you just take Whataburger in the car <laughs> that have onions in it. I mean, just like a little baby just a burger with like four <laughs> onions on it. Your car smells like onions for days, and you bite into it, and you you start to water a little bit. So then you need to grow some red Creole. Oh, okay. That's even more that, that, that'll 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 that'll, set you, that'll a, set you straight. That'll open up the sinuses yes. and the uh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll have to. I don't know. Can you? I guess you. I think y'all have said you can grow onions in containers. Yeah. Oh, easy. Onions are got to be the, one of the easiest vegetables to grow. All right. Otherwise, I just plant them all over the yard. Or yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen people that they border their uh, their vegetable beds or their flower oh. beds with them. They need shrubs. Yeah. They need plant lots of sun, sun or they. The, yeah, the more okay. sun, the better. All and, right. uh, they are day length. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Sensitive. Yes. And plus, they, they, wherever you plant them, you got to give them access to lots of nitrogen. So fertilization is kind of important. If they're in containers, you can just use your cosmicals. Okay. But people don't have to worry about the daily sensitivity of one. Well, we, we carry the ones that do successful. The ones. You carry the, the ones that are suited for this area. That's why we, we used to get in trouble with those... Uh, Bublets. Mm-hmm. You used to sell bublets, didn't you? Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> I remember those days. And those are those are long those are long day onions, and they were never but never never bubbled. Hey, we got to take a quick break. You want to hang with us for a while? Uh, we'll we'll see. Okay. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You ready to make your home look a lot like Christmas? Head on over to Millburgers because you'll find Christmas trees, fresh cut Christmas trees, cut when they come to the nursery, stored in water so they look fresh and look wonderful throughout the season. Millburgers carries a wide variety of different sizes in Nordman firs, which are for firs and Christmas trees for folks that have, well, maybe allergy issues. Fraser firs, the most popular fir at Christmas, and they have noble firs. You'll get them again in a wide variety of sizes. Millburgers has poinsettias, fresh wreaths and garlands, and if you're looking for a living Christmas tree, in other words, a tree that you can enjoy in the home now and decorate and then plant afterwards in the yard that will do well in San Antonio, then Millburgers is the place to go. Christmas cactuses and Millburgers and all kinds of great things, including terrific gift ideas. Head on over to Millburgers, 1604 and Bull Road, online at millburgernursery.com. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service to help folks maximize their Medicare benefits and save money. The enrollment period for Medicare has already started. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. It's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare service is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. The deadline for enrollment is just days away, so you need to act now. Call 800-735-8803. 
Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 930 a.m. The answer. So Alexa is making everyone's life easier. Now you can ask her to turn on your lights or play your favorite radio station. And of course, that's 930 a.m. The answer. We've got the answers you need every day through Alexa or at 930 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Uh, and uh, we want to encourage you to give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, uh, you know, uh, on these uh, cool days, uh, your home is warm and toasty. And not only do you like it, but as Warren Remy of Spider-Man, Pest Control says Mama Mouse likes it too, and she <laughs> likes to bring her kids in where it's nice and warm. That's nice. Isn't that nice? That's sweet. Well, the trouble is that oftentimes Mama Mouse can be an unwanted guest what? in the house. I know. I know. You, you, you welcome all the critters into the house. There you go. <laughs> but some people don't like them. They keep me company. So if uh, this is your uh, situation... Uh, with the winter being here, then uh, you need to call Spider-Man Pest Control. Or if you want them to come on out and take a look at the place and make sure you don't have any vulnerabilities, they'll do that too. Uh, and uh, whether you've got roaches or spiders, uh, Spider-Man Pest Control can help you. And also, these guys are certified uh, here. They're Texas uh uh, Texas Pest Control, San Antonio Pest Control Association. Unlike some of the folks that may be coming to your house door to door, that you're out of state, that are just kind of uh, national companies that don't have certification in the same way, uh, call Spider-Man Pest Control and you can learn more about all their qualifications. You'll be impressed uh, with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. That's two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. Or GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. I asked Trace, and he said they still have calendars. Our oh, good. Our calendar. And uh, you get one of those uh, free. And you can also sign up for our newsletter free. Yep. For this next year. And uh, get it several ways. Yeah. Get it, get it on the internet, or get it slow, uh, snail mail, mm-hmm. or st- stop by. Well, the neat way to get it is just stop by once a month and 
visit the nursery, see what's going on, and uh, also get your newsletter. Get it by the cash register. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, the easiest way we mention it, um, and that is that uh, you just go online and order it. But if you don't have Internet, if you just uh, did it, never did jump on board, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Call the nursery at 497 37 6049737360 and uh, just tell them you want to be uh, you want to have it mailed to you and uh, they will be happy to put you on the list so you don't have to have internet to get the newsletter you can go old school as they say and uh, have it mailed to you and just Didn't call we say that no no i think you said that you could you could get it mailed to you but <laughs> but if you don't have internet you were you were driving them to the website. And I know sometimes we get calls from people that go, "I don't have internet." Yeah. So you don't have to. You call the nursery, and they will mail it to you. They'll put you on the mailing list. And right. they also still have uh, free Crawford lettuce seed. Yeah. And uh, that I, made it through the freeze too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I've, good. I've never seen Crawford lettuce yeah. freeze. Tasty, tasty lettuce. What well, I was trying to remember, there's a, a lettuce uh, wilted. Oh, a wilted lettuce. That's what I was trying to. Think. And I was trying to think of what uh, I used to make it. It was, it, uh, it was a great dish. Uh, a little bacon grease and they called it what? Wilted, wilted lettuce. Oh, dish. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, wilted so, lettuce. Yeah, if anybody remembers uh, uh, that, how how you make that wilted lettuce? Because that Crawford lettuce really makes a great wilted yeah. lettuce. Yeah, I, I noticed that they're selling a lot of uh, lettuce transplants. Uh, leaf lettuce transplant. Yeah, some uh, of them. They are. got they got a mixture of a leaf lettuce uh, transplant. Yeah, and talk about an attractive. Uh, no, yeah. Container plant mm. with you know three or four different. They've got uh, the leaves are have different structures and then different colors, so you can really make a decorative and productive uh, container plant with just uh, leaf lettuce. What, are you going to have another cookie? Yep. Uh, yes, I am. Was that, is got that a problem with that? Well, I, I guess not. Cause Back off, Calvin. Twelve. <laughs> I guess I guess there are diets that say you can have 12 cookies. This yeah, is, this right. This is the, uh, I can't, I was trying to think of the opposite of Atkins, the uh, diet. Cookins. Cookins. Uh, yes, right. You just eat the cookies cookie diet, all day yeah. long, yes. This is the Cookie Monster diet. You didn't see how happy Cookie Monster is? Always happy. And uh, so this is, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I read his book. They were yeah. pretty. What did uh, Mary what say? That, that, did she make those? Or? Yeah, she made those. Ah, cool. And they, they, she, her family calls them uh, what crack cookies because they're very addictive. Really? Yeah. They are a little addictive. They're very sugary and cinnamony. They're very good. I was thinking, I was thinking that they, they were uh, so good because they weren't overbearing sweet. No, they're not. They're they had not. a nice texture, too. I think these are the little pecan sandy type things that she was talking about when we were talking about stuff. Yeah, well, as long as we're talking about those, I better do a little another investigation. Aha! All right, see if you like them. Oh. So I have another Mr. Moy question, then I'll let it go. Okay. <laughs> so was there a project that he was working on that he just couldn't get to work? I guess there probably was. Yeah, he did. Uh, he have a did he have a white whale? Let's see. He had, he had a hard time getting. I, I wanted him to cross. Uh, we would give him Paul Cox, and I would give him uh, things that he could see if he could try. Them. And uh, I wanted him to cross uh, 
the Bush Morning Glory, mm -hmm. uh, and he crossed the he, uh, to cross the white and the other one to get a, to get some seedling variations in the, in the genetic seedling. Because uh, I was looking for a dwarf, you know that oh, thing yeah. gets 13 feet tall. Yeah, it's kind of tall. Looking for something under seven feet. Yeah, and uh, he told me that. Uh, that uh, he made thousands—he he made thousands of crosses yeah. before he got one. Wow! And he had to, he had to figure out that the the pollen of a bush morning glory uh, sheds before the bloom opens. Really? And that 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 was the key to it. So how do you figure he, that out? <laughs> Just a, a bunch of crosses, okay. and all turned out the wrong, you know, the same. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the theory, when you save seed of Bush Morning Glory, yeah. you're going to get the exact replicate, just like the citrus. Mm hmm Just like the citrus. But it's not a new seller seeding. It's, it's because that, that pollen is shed. In other words, they're all self-pollinated. And so he got in there and unselfed him. Um, he also had trouble with, uh, with uh, we, we wanted him to cross, he, he finally crossed uh, Esperanza, but we wanted him to cross uh, Gold Star Esperanza and see if, see if we could get a seedless form. Oh, wow. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. That didn't produce seed and bloom longer. And uh, he said he found out that uh, after several years of trying, that that thing uh, only sheds viable pollen at certain times of the year uh, early spring and late fall. So, uh, so he had trouble making the crosses other than at those times. Now, he did come up with some Esperanzas uh, that uh, we had, but they weren't, uh, they weren't anything special. Okay. Uh, I can't remember I can't. anything he couldn't do. Okay. <laughs> That's cool, though. He had, had trouble with a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, he bred gingers too. You know the the, the yeah. plant ginger. Yeah. And uh, they actually they actually sold those to uh, Mercer Arboretum over in uh, over in. Uh, uh, well, Houston. Is that Galveston or is it? No, uh, it's Houston. Oh, okay. Right outside of Houston. And uh, so he was a pistol. And uh, you do say that if folks want to learn more, they can go. Um yeah, uh, look up, go to plantanswers.com and uh, do a search for uh, Moy, M O Y. Okay. okay. And uh, see that, uh, of course, he did hibiscus. Right. Moy grande. Moy grande. And uh, funny thing about that was. Of course, Moy is a Chinese name. Right. 
And uh, when we first put it on the market, people would go through and change the M-O-Y to M-U-Y. Yeah, they thought it was muy, muy grande. <laughs> Which would have been a good name, too. Yeah, but now it just sounds like a very clever pun. Um, well, only if you know the... The origin of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and more, more grande is planted all over China now. Is that right? On the roadways and everything else. Wow. And that's one plant Mr. Moore could never understand. It's why people <laughs> like the more grande hibiscus. Yeah. Because being from China, he concentrated on the crops for food. Oh. Food and fiber. Okay. And uh, see, hibiscus, there are kinds of hibiscus that are used for fiber, but uh, uh, more grande just for beauty, just for the flower. And Mr. Moore didn't quite understand that. I wonder, so I wonder why he decided to even try if it wasn't something. I don't know. He got into uh, Chinese hibiscus. Okay. And how did the the moy? I mean, he had hundreds of those, and I've got uh, I've got uh, on on the website on the horticulture heroes. Uh, Mr. Moore is listed as a, as a horticulture hero, and uh, I've got his book. Uh, Paul Cox made him, and, and I guess Paul Cox helped him with the book. Of all the crosses that he had made, pictures of the flowers. Oh, the very cool. So it's on Plant Answers, too? Yeah, it's on Plant Answers, too. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm going to so go look. you can see all those. Yeah. Now, don't get excited and fall in love with one because most of them are lost. Oh. How did, how did, we've, got, we've got one or two left at at the greenhouse. but. Uh, how did the Moy Grande uh, hibiscus get back, find its way back to China? I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. But they, they, they grow thousands of them and plant them along the roadways. Yeah, that picture looks beautiful. Yeah. Hey, we've got James on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, just fine. How y'all doing? I just put a, another log in the a wood stove here, and I got my feet up, so... We're kind of right. jealous now. Yeah. <laughs> Were you out there on the porch, man? Is it kind of cool Absolutely. We don't got no stinking fire going on the porch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Char Charles called him and gave him a hat and said, tomorrow yeah. you guys go back outside. Man, called us wimps. Hey, uh, I found, uh, I found uh, Jerry's tomato here. I got my tomato book out. Uh, All right. Totally tomatoes. It, it's a Wenzel. Oh, is that right? That's right. Wenzel, the tomato I started growing when I was first started growing tomatoes mm -hmm. in Tennessee. W. Wenzel. Well, totally tomatoes. W. I. N. D. S. O. L. I guess. No, it's two words. It's win. Oh, or wins all. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yes, sir. According to these guys. Okay. Um. It. Uh, I was right. 
Uh, Dad used to grow them ponderosas way back a long time ago. Right. And they have pinzals yeah. uh, uh, crossbred, bred up from the uh, the pink ponderosa. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know that ponderosa is kind of knobby. And, yeah. And, and I don't, a lot of people didn't like that, but that Winsall. Looking at the pictures is a is a smoother tomato. Looks like a better slicer. Is that? Yeah, it's it was not it was not as gnarled as some of these heirloom tomatoes are. Yes, sir. That's the picture I got here in the in the catalog. Yeah, and it, is it pink? It's a pink. What does it say here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink, round, and juicy. Okay, good. Now, you actually have the plant, or you're just looking at the book? He's looking at where you bought the seed. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally tomatoes. That, they, they send you a, a catalog about this time of the year if you do business with them. Well, they got it all, man. <laughs> so I thought I'd call you uh, professionals up and tell you the good news about that tomato seed. There you go. That uh, so you, uh, like if, I said, I tried. I tried it down here when I first came, and it never would uh, hmm. set much fruit. Yeah, it, it says 80 days, so uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's a long maturing tomato. Maybe in a in a cooler a cooler spring it might produce, but you yeah. got to really get going fast down here because it gets. Too flaming hot, too flaming fast. Right, right. So, are you going to try? No, but I okay. wanted to let Mr. <laughs> Mr. Okay. He just wanted to tell me that my old, old favorite tomato. I thought it had been, oh, okay. thought it had been lost. Uh, cool. Well, well thanks, James. Yeah, it's oh. celebrity and big beef with me, man, and maybe a few black tomatoes, but. Man. Those heirlooms are just a little bit too disappointing. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, James. Yeah, that's kind of political. It's sometimes better than you put it. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to grow. <laughs> you might get disappointing results. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Thank when they don't okay, produce fruit, that is disappointing. That is disappointing. Thanks, James. Thanks. There's no crying in tomato growing, so here we go. <laughs> there you go. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Reminder, this would be a nice day to get out on the uh, on the patio or the deck and enjoy some nice sun with a cool breeze. Uh, deck and Patio Care can help you make that deck. If it's not um, looking the way you want it to, maybe it's gray or dingy or just looks old and uh, you're not quite as thrilled about going out there anymore, go to deckandpatiocare.com. That's Barry Hagendorf's uh, company, Deck and Patio Care. He's here in San Antonio, been here since 1985, and you'll see pictures of decks and how they look before, and you'll probably recognize them. I've seen people's decks that look like this. They're, they're black. They look just sooty. And, uh, and then look at the after pictures, and you're like, wow, uh, they're shiny, and they're, they've got the, uh, the brown of the wood, and they just look beautiful. When he sandblast them? What did he sandblast them? What did he do? I, actually, I don't know. I know he steals I don't know how he gets them to before he stains yeah. them. I think he does. He's got a very uh, 
Look number, at Barry. number of alternatives that he can find. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what. We will call Barry, and we will find okay. out the secrets to all his stuff. And I but maybe has to sandblast to get that. We're going to uh, find dark out. Dark wood out. We will find out. Okay. But anyway, uh, go to decapatiocare.com or call him at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, and check them out. They can help you with that Pebblestone driveway. Uh, your Decker patio can look new again, 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 308 More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You ready to make your home look a lot like Christmas? Head on over to Millburgers because you'll find Christmas trees, fresh cut Christmas trees, cut when they come to the nursery, stored in water so they look fresh and look wonderful throughout the season. Millburgers carries a wide variety of different sizes in Nordman firs, which are for firs and Christmas trees for folks that have, well, maybe allergy issues. Fraser firs, the most popular fir at Christmas, and they have noble firs. You'll get them again in a wide variety of sizes. Millburgers has poinsettias, fresh wreaths and garlands, and if you're looking for a living Christmas tree, in other words, a tree that you can enjoy in the home now and decorate and then plant afterwards in the yard that will do well in San Antonio, then Millburgers is the place to go. Christmas cactuses and Millburgers and all kinds of great things, including terrific gift ideas. Head on over to Millburgers, 1604 and Bullverde Road, online at millburgernursery.com. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape or with stones that are loose or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention or stones that need replacing? Mark Sadaski Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Sadowski Jewelers, we believe in preventing loss. Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. We had a fun time talking to Bill Sveland over at Wild Birds Unlimited yesterday about how to bring nature to your yard with all kinds of great feeder ideas. Or uh, if you want squirrels, Bill can help you. If you don't want squirrels, Bill can help you. Um, <laughs> we talked about the screech owl boxes, the purple martin houses, too, uh, that he has over there. Screech owl box. Yeah. 
What is that? Oh, that sounds interesting. It does, doesn't it? That sounded interesting to me, too. So yeah, you said about 10 feet off the ground, is that right? And you put it in a tree, and then, yeah, and then the screech owls use it when they're having their, they don't use it during when they're not having babies oh, yeah. and stuff, do they? Oh, yeah, yeah, they oh, do. Oh, it's for protection? Yeah, that you, well, staying warm and staying hidden. But you, uh, when you see screech owls, they're always at that eight or ten foot tall. A lot of, like our big live oaks that have all the holes. In oh, okay. Quite often you'll be walking along and looks like a face in there. And then so what's, yeah. the, what's the owl I see at the top of uh, the Mexican sycamores, sixty feet high? Way up there? Yeah. Probably, probably a bar doll. Bigger one though, right? Oh yeah, you, you can definitely yeah, see them. Kind of active in the day. No, don't ever see them at the day. Just uh, right at dusk. Okay, yeah, that that could be even the great horned owl if it's a, yeah, yeah, because they're, but the the barred owl is the one that we quite often see at dusk and early morning, but sometimes during these overcast days even it's out there. So yeah, we got a lot of a lot of. We used to always worry about taking our chihuahua outside. That's oh really? Wow. Well, Can all you got to see, you know, we've a couple times Judy and I have been out there on the patio and it's dusk and enjoying the weather and i mean this sh- this wings go over they look like they're about eight feet across great horned off <laughs> yeah and you immediately look for the the little dogs where oh are they? yeah they'll take a dog yeah. mm. they'll Not get that their skunk skunks are one of their favorite yeah, yeah. food and i don't i guess skunks are about eight pounds but uh, but screech owls are smaller because i saw oh, the, box, yeah, the, the boxes online and they yeah, okay yeah. Or all head, they look like to me. So. Uh, purple Martin houses, I know folks uh, that have Purple Martin houses, uh, they become their pride and joy. So if you have one and you want to get another one, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited may be uh, good for you. And if not, do they have a question? I don't know. Yeah, do you have uh, a question? Oh, and uh, here, you, you, you tackle that real quick. And uh, if not, then uh, uh, if you haven't had one, it'd be fun to have. So home decor, all kinds of fun stuff at uh, Wild Birds Unlimited uh, helps if you, they're problem solvers. So they're locally owned and operated, uh, and uh, it's a franchise, but Bill runs a great shop there on Hebner and Northwest Military with the people that have been coming in almost probably a decade uh, to get stuff at Wild Birds Unlimited. You can buy and visit them, Hebner and Northwest Military, Hebner and Northwest gift. Military, Wild Birds Unlimited, and a gift card. Yeah, great, great place to get a gift card. They've yeah. got such a huge selection and books and everything you can think of. Binoculars. And uh, so, so you wouldn't go wrong if you got some. Oh yeah, good. They'll, they'll have a lot to choose from. Cool. I've been meaning to ask him. Does he have those children's books? You remember that lady that used to be on our show? Yeah, the ones that had the pop-ups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Here, do we want to? We'll have to chat. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she's debating whether she wants to ask us a question or not. Okay. Cool. Here. Come on up. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. What you got there? You're on the air. You're going to do fine. What you got? Um, we have Japanese boxwood bushes. And you, you want to show him. You don't want to show you? me. Trust okay. me. <laughs> um, and they they have just dead patches all over them. So we were recommended a product. I think it was called sen- sodium benzoate. So we were told to spray them and then cut out the dead patches and then spray it again, which we did. But I want to make sure we don't lose all our bushes because it's pretty much... Okay. Uh, so this is... I don't know if you can see it, but it's... Yes, I can. You can see right through the 
stalk of the bush. Um, should we be doing something different or more aggressive? Did you want to pass that to Calvin? Are they in the are they in sun or shade? The boxwoods are they in the are they in the sun or the shade? Uh, mostly shade. That's a bad split. I don't know whether that's yeah. uh, free damage or. It almost looks like freeze damage. Is so that's not the fungus. No. Okay. Well, if it it's uh, could be a secondary thing, but it, boxwoods are, uh, un, are a bit unpredictable. Yeah, they, they just. Uh, There's more pictures there if you scroll yeah. through, but. And what was, it, what was the sodium? Men's, was that a supposed to be a fungal treatment? It's supposed to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't hurt anything. No, that's for sure. I, I think I think the cutting cutting out of the dead areas is a good strategy, uh, especially if it's in if it's in the did you say sun or the deep shade? Mostly shade. Oh, shade. Uh, then that now if you have. Uh, if you have just freeze damage, then you cut that out, and then you're going to get a you get a, a repair. If that's uh, something else, uh, what what could it be? Just a, you know, it doesn't look like any scale or anything. No. Is it a big? Is it a hedge or has it been pruned or? Um, it's it's bushes, uh, like shrubs. Um have another picture here but um it's like shrubs and they there's i don't even know this is like a a third of what's in the yard they're all over the yard and they're all kind of trimmed in a nice yeah, shape and, and then a lot of prunes pruning but uh, it just had dead patches all over it hmm. now it looks like they're pruned at different heights so why why is that you don't. I don't know. We just moved into the house. Okay. We didn't do it. Yeah. Um. In terms of a strategy, I think I think I would do the continue doing the cutout the, and then just give them give them a chance to see see what happens in the on the grow back. Uh, I don't think there's any advantage in spraying them with. No, fungicide. Well, let's do this. Uh, if you have to, We have to take a break. So if you want to ask more questions during the break, you can too. So hang on a second. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Remember, all that information on the stuff we talk about, things that are on sale, the newsletter, all the things that are happening in the nursery is at milbergernursery.com. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, who's uh, still talking about the uh, the boxwood. Yeah. And you had a good question, too. Um, yeah, a guy I wanted to know came up and uh, he just, just planted some uh, young plant, tender plant, and he was wanting to know if a sheet would be as good as that covering. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, well, yeah, if you got that many sheets, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, the, uh, the, the covering, row covering, breathes. In other words, it breathes a little better than the sheet does, but the sheet would serve the same purpose as the row cover. So maybe if you've got one thing. Yeah, one or two things. Yeah, the sheet. But And then the blanket uh, seems to work well, too. And then I think even Neil was alluding to it yesterday, where, like, and I don't know about, um, like, the insulate and stuff, but if you get rain or something else, and you've got that sheet, it's just going to weigh down on the plants. Like if you covered cyclamen with a sheet right. and it rains, right. they're going to get pushed down, I guess. Yeah. Um, Neil said, uh, be, care- be careful that you weigh the frost cloth down against the soil. This works well with shrubs, but I wouldn't leave annuals like pansies covered that long. That the guy wanted to know if you could leave it on for t- uh, three weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, I wouldn't leave annuals like pansies covered that long, especially if there were going to be any chance of snow or ice weighing the cover down. And rain would do the same. Yeah. yeah rain, rain would push down, so it would have the, uh, the the heaviness of the sheet would push down on the pansies. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, the and then the ins- guess the insulate is, is porous, too, isn't it? It's fairly porous. It's not as okay. it's not as porous as uh, a row cover. Okay. Oh, okay. And is that what is that? There, that's, that's insulate. No, that's insulate on there. Yeah. Okay. But they've got the uh, mill burgers. Just so Calvin said, it looked like a little military base. They've got the uh, <laughs> the PVC that bends over, and so it looks like all these hangers um, yeah. and stuff. So. Uh, and they've got it open, so you can see the plants under there. Yeah. From the from the uh, and got them covered on the north side. So uh, we were just discussing using sheets and blankets and all that, and what you could use and the pitfalls and advantages of each one. So what did y'all finally figure out? Well, we didn't figure out a lot. That's uh, okay. Well, thanks for nothing. uh, (laughs) Jerry and I. That's why we don't recommend boxwood a lot because it's harder than heck to figure out why it's why it's uh, dying. You can say things strong like it's not from a fungus, mm-hmm. but then then the next the next uh, thing you say should be it is from blank. And I, yeah, and a uh, part of it could be from some latent freeze damage, uh, and then uh, then the, the, the roadblock there was that a, and then there's been severe pruning. To uh, address some of those, because it was a pro- property that was just purchased, so obviously they were trying to to deal with uh, the, the, the box. Some of the dieback. Yeah, and it's in, in shade, so it's got less of a chance to recover. When you get them in sun, at least you can cut those dead areas out and expect the. And they, you know, box would do fairly well in sh- shade, but. They, they don't have the same recovery possibilities in shade that they do in sun. So the best the best I could do is just have uh, recommend that you just uh, keep cutting out the dead stuff and then uh, uh, be be content or to watch it until late spring and then see. Um, you can't even guarantee that some of them might die, might die. 
but I would expect that the, the mower won't. And then you'll you'll have a just have to make the same kind of assessment she's making now. Then what's going to look good? What uh, just looked to me like the, they're pruned all different shapes and everything. Yeah, over a little bit of over pruning. I imagine if if we have an ice storm that they're going to split out. You know whether whether that that yeah those above that damage you showed us. Yeah, it just a split waiting to happen. But maybe we won't have an ice storm. Yeah, they're uh, they're an interesting plant. And I, I always cringe when somebody brings the the questions about them because you know, man, maybe there are horticultures that uh, can figure out what they're doing better than I can. But mm-hmm. uh, there's just some, you know, a viburnum or. A, a holly, you can pretty much diagnose what's wrong with it and and get rec- recommendation. Boxwoods are tough. Suck. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Calvin, you want to take a guess? I was trying to bring it up, and oh. I, I didn't know it was going to play. Is that a screech owl? Yes, that was a screech owl. No, it, keep, it keeps going. It won't stop. I can't get it to stop. <laughs> well, that's pretty distinctive, though. Yeah. Huh. That's a northern screech owl. No. Yeah. Okay. He's mad because he's not down south, huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's cold, he says. All right, let me let me stop this. All right. Well, now, if, if, you, if you heard that, you wouldn't always suspect that it's an owl. Yeah. yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. They don't hoot, they screech. Yeah, we need to hear a screech. That's what I was looking for. We need to get somebody who is a... Uh, has been pursuing them or a lot of experience with them and see how common they are and where where people will see them. Some of the parks, they must become, I mean, a lot of our parks you can go to mm-hmm. them and find bar dolls, mm-hmm. um, but not too much. I, don't, I haven't seen too many screech owls as, as far as I remember. Hmm. Somebody wrote in and wanted to know how to, Keep sweet gum balls off the off the tree. I saw that, <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of identified with that because we had sweet gum trees in Tennessee lying in our uh, front yard. And East Texas, there, there. And uh, and, and the, this person said, "I'm really tired of the spiny fruit all over the yard." And uh, but we had to rake those, of course. The kids had to rake those. Uh, when, when, uh, you know, uh, when, when somebody from Texas, uh, some of my kids from Texas saw those spiny balls, they thought they were porcupine eggs or porcupine <laughs> something. And so I guess we could have brought them down here. A lot of people use them for decoration. But uh, same way with acorns, uh, people want to keep acorns off the trees. Well, and, and I always find it strange because the the reasons, you know, uh, well, one of the reasons is they they're messy, they say, but the other one is that they they get in the dog's feet, you know, the the dogs. The acorns do. Yeah. Oh. And that that that's absolutely true. True, you know, you think they've got a sandbur in there, but it could be just a part of an acorn or even a whole oh. acorn in the foot. 
but it's not it's not a big issue it's, yeah. uh, it's not as uh, doesn't hurt the dog like the uh, but you can't can't keep plants from having their reproductive parts they only don't have their reproductive parts when that's what you're trying to get them to do you know yeah maximize production well the, they don't cooperate so what are you looking for screech owls maybe? yeah I was still looking for more screech owls I think the heater wasn't working, and then I smelled something. So I was like, you know what? Let's. Uh, You're gonna burn up, huh? Yeah. That's the uh, disadvantage of ha- having the heater right there next to you. No, it, no, it just anyway. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. They say there are grafted selections of fruitless uh, sweet gums. Huh. Because we can't grow sweet, we can't grow successfully. We see some gums down here. Yeah, we see some. It's a those that survive don't don't develop. Yeah, they have yellow foliage too. Yeah, and you if you if you you like the used to used to sweet gums in uh, Tennessee or East Texas, then you might see one in San Antonio and it is. Oh, look at it. I kind of recognize that, but I'm not sure what it is. And then, then it hits you, and, oh, it's a sweet gum, but it's in alkaline soil. and They have beautiful fall colors. Yeah, they, they are spectacular fall colors. Um, fair, what, fair uh, firewood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway... Um, <clears throat> somebody, so somebody. what did you do with those? Just did you just bag them and throw, throw them away, throw them, burn them, or whatever? They burn easy. Uh, somebody wrote in about a tree yopon holly that has never had any berries. What would you and guess what, that is? What can I do to change that? Remember what? The, remember about the. Hollies, uh, yopons, especially. Uh uh-uh. uh. Son, is it a. Male and female. Oh! Yeah. And we don't see many males because they. A lot of the uh, varieties they select for females. Right. And it, uh, actually, uh, oh, um, they start them. I mean, they're, they're female from the beginning, and then. But, uh, but every once in a while. It's like uh, Texas persimmon too. Yeah, and and grapes, the Mustang grapes. Oh yeah, they have male and female huh. plants. Now, where would where would we see the Mustangs? Is that more likely in the hill country or? Uh, yeah, uh, toward Houston. Yeah, he's okay. And the, all over those trees over there. More uh, elk, uh, acid soil there yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you have to watch uh, for your pond. They, they don't have any berries. Uh, and and there's nothing you can do to change that. The sex operation doesn't do it, huh? No, no, no. Well, you can, you, like you say, you could, uh, seem like uh, Dr. McFadden, the guy that came up with uh, the uh, Althea, he had a, what did he call that thing? A beauty berry 
or or something. I, I forget the name of that real colorful berry that uh, they had that grows around Tennessee. It wasn't beauty berry. Not mountain ash. No. But he would always graft a male stem into this female tree to make sure it had plenty of berries. Huh. Be right there right there around summer where I lived. And uh it, it was always full of berries too. It was it was just like, it was kinda like a Yopon holly. Boy, the paracanthas are loaded with berries. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'm I'm impressed with that paracanthus. I, I like it, especially when it's in the top of trees. Yeah, and uh, just a nice uh, oh, a plant in terms of a versatile plant in terms of uh, a tall border and full sun does better in full sun. Yeah, uh, but those are those bright red berries. And, uh, of course, I like anything that the birds like. And they hang on there for quite a month. Yeah, quite a while. Depends on, you know, that first fro- uh, first real big freeze or the second freeze, then they'll, the birds will start eating them. Or when the uh, our friends, the uh, cedar waxwings, show up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've got one out uh, toward my uh, daughter's house, son-in-law's house. And uh, it's uh, covered a whole tree. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, in top of a, I guess that's a cedar tree. And uh, the whole tree is covered with berries. So it's grown right in through the Right up through the tree. I'll be done. And, and uh, out at, right at the very top, top of it, and it's co- covered the whole tree. Where you, when you look at it, you think it's a, a berry tree. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you think of it. Yeah, what is this? Uh, yeah. ID, ID this. It's really like one of those pictures we get with uh, the berries and then these, this weird leaf. Yeah. See, the cedar leaf or something. And, and the thing blooms pretty in the spring, too. Yeah. I never had noticed the bloom. But uh, it's just full of yellow blooms. Good day. Good cover. Oh, yeah. It's like Lady Banks Rose is another one that has that capability to do that. I like like both of those. But our... uh, And the berries are bigger than the possum olives. Oh, yeah. The, uh... Well, I think folks... I think the birds like the berries better than, uh... Yeah. Yopon holly. Mm Mm-hmm. They both get eaten. Yeah. So, but... But yeah, it's kind of a is a different. They'll be bright, colorful, both the opon hollies and the paracantha, one day, and then the ne- and three days later you go out and something, <laughs> Nothing, uh, something's different out here. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you see a, a mockingbird there eating the last few, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they're 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 great plants for the right place in the landscape. They kind of stick you every now and then. Fire thorn. They yeah. call them fire thorn, Milton. And I've I've experienced why. Have you done that? Yeah, a little bit. Man, I'm just I was uh, I was looking at the the moist stuff, the the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
You moved from Screech Halls to Mr. Yeah, Moore. Just, well, it kind of came up. I was looking for it during the break, and then all of a sudden I noticed it was there. So I was like, oh, wow. It really is amazing. Beautiful flowers. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to take a break. Uh, you can give us a call with your gardening questions at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Road. You're ready to make your home look a lot like Christmas? Head on over to Millburgers because you'll find Christmas trees, fresh-cut Christmas trees, cut when they come to the nursery, stored in water so they look fresh and look wonderful throughout the season. Millburgers carries a wide variety of different sizes in Nordman firs, which are for firs and Christmas trees for folks that have, well, maybe allergy issues. Fraser firs, the most popular fir at Christmas, and they have noble firs. You'll get them again in a wide variety of sizes. Millburgers has poinsettias, fresh wreaths and garlands, and if you're looking for a living Christmas tree, in other words, a tree that you can enjoy in the home now and decorate and then plant afterwards in the yard that will do well in San Antonio, then Millburgers is the place to go. Christmas cactuses and Millburgers and all kinds of great things, including terrific gift ideas. Head on over to Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road, online at millburgernursery.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen, even offline or in airplane mode, with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to SurroundSanAntonio.com. That's Surround SurroundSanAntonio.com connecting you with new customers. Nobody likes buying tires unless you get a great deal. And that's the only way we roll with the marketplace at 930amtheanswer.com. Attention off-road truck and Jeep owners. Pick out your 35 or 37-inch BF Goodrich AM3 mid-terrain tires. Plus, Bikini Off-Road on Eckert will sweeten the offer with four new KCM wheels. The new XD137 FMJ. Total retail price up to $2,900. Your marketplace price only $1,840. See this offer and more on the marketplace page at 9.30 a.m. theanswer.com. 
If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're talking gardening. Just give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We talked, talk, Jerry, about the freeze damage, and we mentioned Turk's cap, and uh, I seen I was looking at some last few days, and you're right about it. Uh, Tops, the top. tops, yeah. Um, so that, that that'll be one too. That well, I guess if you had a one of those pruning tools and just skimmed it off, that'd be easy to yeah. get it off. Or and they they kind of just uh, fall off too, but crinkle up and fall off of the turf scales. Mm-hmm. So that'd be one you want to weigh. Or and of course it wouldn't hurt if you went a little deeper than the, than the uh, freeze kill too. If you didn't hear yesterday's program, we were talking about Calvin's article in the, in the My Essay uh, Section C uh, yesterday. And uh, and Calvin text talks about a lot of uh, plants that got free, free damage and uh, what, to, what procedure to follow. And... Uh, you talked talked about citrus, my uh, citrus quite a bit, and um, you were uh, you. Cameron says the best strategy with citrus and most cold sensitive plants is to wait and see the full extent of the damage before you cut off the wood. And uh, on citrus, it's ten, tender citrus. A lot of uh, you. Uh, a lot of times, you'll you'll have a, a freeze frozen back uh, limb, and then you'll have a section of, of fairly good wood, and then more freeze damage. So, if you want to, you don't want to wait to see exactly how far back the freeze damage occurred before you make the free first first cut. And uh, I I wouldn't cut them back until February. Yeah, 
February or March. Well, right? sometimes you'd even, you, uh, I wouldn't be, don't be surprised if you, uh, some damage doesn't express itself until the summer heat. Right, right, yeah. Um, and that, especially limes and lemons, uh, uh, so you just have to live with it. The good news on those two plants are that they recover quickly and put on new growth. Yeah. And uh, he said uh, most of the most most of the tops of Lantana, Duranta, Esperanza, Firebush, Pontiana, Salvia, and other root-hardy, heat-loving plants was frozen back to the ground. They can be cut back any time, but Milton. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill agrees, the low-flying birds. <laughs> it is a benefit to the wintering birds if the tops are left in place until early March. Like, what, what are some wintering birds? Like sparrows and stuff? Yeah, American sparrows. <laughs> even. Wow. Uh, and I'm shocked. We, we don't care about those English sparrows. No, we just the American sparrows. Yeah. yeah. And uh, orange-crowned warblers, and but uh, yeah, the are warblers are... hard to see. Do you? Because I haven't. Like you were mentioning with the suet, the different birds that we might get. Would we get those, or are they harder? They rarer, rarer. Well, they're both. They're both. They're harder to see. They're small birds. They're, no. they're uh, quite a few of them operate in the mid or higher level in the trees. Although, oh. although there are warblers that. Uh, uh, go around. Well, we see mer we'll generally see myrtle warblers here. Yellow rumped is another name for them. <laughs> <laughs> yellow rumped warblers. That's hard to say. That's almost bad as those yellow, those the lesser ones. Yeah. Lesser goldfinches. That's one yellow rumped warbler, <laughs> pilgrim. <laughs> okay. Well, you. For oh, you, sorry. For you, you can call myrtle. Warbler. I'll call it myrtle. Yeah. Okay. So, can you do you get straight? Uh, I'll let y'all finish, and then I'll ask my questions on the sewage feature. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you you can you uh, as far as vegetables are concerned, even after the freeze, uh, you can still seed uh, carrots, mustard, radish, and turnips. Uh, but especially carrots. Rutabagas, too, or did got through it fine without any top damage in my garden. Well, it's kind of a little unpredictable, which, and part of it is where they are in their growth cycle, I guess. Yeah. And, and you keep reminding us on broccoli. Broccoli goes from being pretty invincible to being susceptible to freeze damage once the heads, once it heads. heads yeah. are there. The good news is the heads generally aren't injured, but the foliage will get injured. But you can you can still harvest your broccoli. Yeah. Can we switch? We got Lloyd on the line. Yeah. Let's go talk to Lloyd at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Lloyd. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just right. I've uh, got a question about a pyrocanthus. Okay. Is is that a bush or a tree? I've got one that's got one trunk that's about uh, I don't know two inches in diameter, two or three inches in diameter. But I know some others where they're more like a, 
a freight portal, you know, multi-trunk. And are there different varieties or? Yeah, there sure are. Different colored, even different colored uh, berries. berries. Uh, okay, well, these are all red. The ones I'm talking about, they're all red. But like I said, one is more like, a, you know, just a tree that grows up. It's probably four feet, four feet tall. And then it starts spreading out the, the leaves, you know, the branches. But, but the others I've seen is like 10 feet tall and, you know, maybe five or six. Well, Jerry, Jerry was describing one that's top of 20, 20, 20 plus feet up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole number of uh, different selections or different varieties, and uh, they are there's some that are really bushy and short, and others that uh, kind of more t- tree-like. So yeah. you, you can you can pick, you can uh, pick and choose some places how are yours growing are they freestanding or are they up against yeah. the wall or no they're freestanding both both that i've talked about are both freestanding okay do they have bears yeah good yeah. but the question i have i like the ones i didn't really you know the one i have is like i said about two or three inches in diameter is probably the trunk is probably six feet tall, and then it starts branching out, you know, up another couple of feet, maybe. It'll make like an umbrella effect. Yeah. The other one I saw was, and maybe, maybe it was 20 feet tall, real tall. There's probably six or eight trunks there, and, you know, they have a lot of berries. I asked the guy what it was. He said the power cancer. And I thought the one I had was, I don't think they were all like that. I didn't really... You know, I, I was just wondering how I could get the one that was taller and looked more like a tree. Now they're they're one of the favorite uh, plants for espalier too. You can they'll uh, prune them so that they're flat against the, the wall, the wall, yeah. and they're cause the branches all have berries on them. They look really cool. Now the, yeah. the one complication there is uh, if the thorns are a little hard, harder to. Uh, prune than uh, some other varieties are. Did you prune this one that you're talking about that you have? No, the only, the only yeah, I did trim it a little bit when uh, there were some branches that were going straight up. I cut those off to get more of an umbrella effect. Oh, but, okay. But that, like, but that was about, the, the single trunk was probably at least five feet tall then that's where they it branched out, and the okay. branches would fall straight up. I cut off, so it would have more of an umbrella effect. Okay, you got what you wanted. Well, no, I'd rather have the taller ones. But, <laughs> well, I like both of them. Yeah, that, I got what I wanted there, but I'd like. I'll, can I go to a nursery and and find the pyrocaster in a pot and tell that it's no more like a crepe myrtle with several trunks and get Wait. it or I, our nurseries don't seem to have that selection. I was trying to, I think, I think up. Uh, you can go to uh, catalogs. Uh, you can go maybe on the internet. You can see which selections. But I was trying okay. to think about if I've I haven't seen our any of our local nurseries where they've had three or four different uh, yeah. selections. 
but they, they exist. Um, so bull markers would, would probably not have that multi-trunk species of salt. Well, we'll have to check into that and see if we've got some, uh, if we've got three or four different selections here. Or maybe it's uh, in the spring where we see more of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's well, uh, well, Trace next chance we get. Yeah. Thanks, Lloyd. No, what's that? No, no, it's okay. Did you have another question? Well, I'll just go say that I thought the signal truck variety was I have no idea there was until I saw, you know, the multi-trunk Friday. Yeah. So I guess I learned something today. There you go. If we only teach one person, Lloyd, if one person learns something from this show, we're happy. That's one. But today's a good day for you. Yeah, thank you, Lloyd. All right. right. I like Lloyd. (laughs) Hey, I'm really, you know, uh, concerning Lloyd's question and those different varieties, we have at time to time had different varieties here because uh, I remembered that that uh, memorial that the day that we had all these attractive paracanthas mm-hmm. or was it yopons? No, it was uh, par- I believe it was paracanthas and the and the cedar waxwings came through. So that must have been in the uh, really early spring. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, so um, here at Millburgers at some time during the year, we do have some different varieties. Some of them are are more upright, and others, different. the different colored berries are featured, too. Yeah. Uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So I was going to ask on my, uh, should I ask get on my um, suet question? Yeah. yeah. So do you strategically place them? So, like, for instance, the one you gave us, we hung where we could see from the window, and it kind of, so it was just outside a covered patio, kind of hanging on the cover part of it. Uh, And so we got, you know, like I said, we got the woodpeckers and some other stuff, but we didn't get any uh, smaller birds, and then the doves would get underneath and eat any, like, seeds or stuff. And So should you, like, put one someplace and then another one, and figuring that the bigger birds that maybe scare off the smaller ones will, will go to that one, kind of like he was uh, Bill was talking about with the strategies for squirrels, you know, and then maybe put the smaller ones up higher. Or... You can you can do that. Uh, a lot of it has to do how how long you've had the the suet out there. The other thing is how much covers in your yard, thickets and things, because oh. uh, like the. Orange crown warblers, you know, they'll be around if there's thickets and uh, some of those ground those uh, ground birds like American sparrows. They need they need some low those shrubs that we talked about for the okay. low flying birds. They need they need that kind of cover. Um, so they would so you would put that near that kind of cover, or you just some um, how far away? Well, they'll they'll find it. Okay. If it's if you've got the cover in that area, the uh, the suet will bring the birds if they're a reasonable distance. You know, so if you if you got uh, uh, miles of manicured lawns in your neighborhood, yeah, then you're not going to have them. Not, gotcha. Not as likely to have. Okay, them. I got you now. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, 
And Calvin said in his article that uh, it's no longer reasonable to consider applying a winterizer fertilizer to the lawn because it's it's uh, not actively growing uh, to utilize it to up, uptake the winterizer. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to only apply fertilizers when they can be efficiently used uptaken yeah yeah and he uh, to a uh, horse herb lady doesn't need to worry Kevin says that the freeze also froze back the tops of horse herb but uh, don't don't worry don't worry all you people that love horse herb like I do uh, it will re-sprout so expect to keep it mowed as part of the winter sustainable lawn. I know Evelyn is, is happy to hear that. I, I didn't. I knew Evelyn was upset when she looked out in her and saw that her horse herb had been frozen back, thinking that maybe it had been killed. When she said, "Praise God!" Uh, <laughs> well, and lucky Jerry got his. Uh, some photographs of horse herb to put on his Christmas cards. He's going to see. There you go. Before the freeze came, too. But uh, rescue, he says, uh, the rescue grass was not affected by the freeze. Uh, also, if any of you reply, you know, we talked about using, uh, we hadn't talked about much in this year. Using cereal rye or almond rye to uh, control nematodes in the garden, and it doesn't freeze either. That's what it, it's more cold tolerant than uh, than uh, winter wheat, I think. Hmm. Uh, so that's why uh, Malcolm uh, Beck chose uh, cereal rye. Uh, and also, it's fast growth during cool weather. So uh, we use that for nematode control at this time of the year in your garden. That's one thing you can be doing is preparing your garden for the for the spring spring planting, which begins in February in earnest, and that's not too long from now. But. Um, like I say, you can still plant uh, carrots, mustard, radish, and turnips. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You ready to make your home look a lot like Christmas? Head on over to Milberger's because you'll find... 
Christmas trees, fresh cut Christmas trees, cut when they come to the nursery, stored in water so they look fresh and look wonderful throughout the season. Millburgers carries a wide variety of different sizes in Nordman firs, which are for firs and Christmas trees for folks that have, well, maybe allergy issues. Fraser firs, the most popular fir at Christmas, and they have noble firs. You'll get them again in a wide variety of sizes. Millburgers has poinsettias, fresh wreaths and garlands, and if you're looking for a living Christmas tree, in other words, a tree that you can enjoy in the home now and decorate and then plant afterwards in the yard that will do well in San Antonio, then Millburgers is the place to go. Christmas cactuses and Millburgers and all kinds of great things, including terrific gift ideas. Head on over to Millburgers, 1604 and Bull Road, online at millburgernursery.com. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. The Apostles' Creed was part of the service for George H.W. Bush on Wednesday. It's known not only in Episcopal circles, but also is familiar to most evangelicals. The Nicene Creed is also familiar to believers. Both creeds give opportunity for Christians to restate their faith in Jesus Christ as God's Son. At the Bush funeral, former Presidents Obama, Clinton, Carter, and their wives read it aloud. President Trump and his wife did not. To the Washington Post, this was a big deal. The paper said this added to the controversy about Trump's faith and evangelical support for him. During an interview in 2016, I asked candidate Trump, who is Jesus? His answer was what typically hears from a non-believer, a great model, a good teacher, that sort of thing. However, it's not our role to question the faith of another, unless the person says he does not believe Jesus is the Son of God and that receiving him as Savior is not the only way to be saved. We are commanded to pray for all leaders, however. I'm pretty sure the writers at the Washington Post don't pray for this president. Do you? I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 8229147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weather decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebblestone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebblestone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. Thank you. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. So give us a call and tell us what's going on going on in your gardening world. It's going to, uh, Trace mentioned, uh, temperatures will be rising during the week, but I think tonight is the 34-degree low. Right. So uh, you may want to cover some stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially in outlying areas. Oh, yeah, because it'll get colder. Colder out there. Uh, the pecan crop is pretty good this year, the ones that got harvested. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that. Did y'all see all the damage that had been done in Georgia? Mm-mm. Oh. mean cold? No. Oh, the her, snow. It's hurricane. Oh. Oh, wow. Huh. I mean, it has uprooted thousands of acres of pecan. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, I, I forget the dollar, dollar value, but uh, so pecan should be fairly. Well, well, that the price was the same as last when they did the Thanksgiving analysis. Oh, did it? The price yeah. was the same as last year. Okay, that's course, good. It could change though. Yeah, if this is the a... weather, we are. now because there was a snowstorm and well, they got all those. Uh, we didn't get the three to five inches of rain like they thought, but Austin did. Yeah. And uh, Abilene and uh, Lubbock, they had snow ten inches mm. of snow. Yeah. So, well, not not too far away. So, uh, if you, uh, you do a lot, you use a lot of pecans for cooking mm-hmm. for uh, for the holidays. Uh, you might want to go ahead and uh, and pick up some. Our major suppliers that we always talk about in this area is Papes Pecan House in Seguin. You're going east, and then Bragg's, uh, Bragg Pecans in Hondo if you're going west. Okay. And they have uh, Bragg's. I don't know if Pape has a website or not, but uh, Bragg's Pecans in Hondo has a, uh, you do texaspecans.com. Okay. They have a website. And... Uh, so you you need to go ahead and get your pecans already. We had some delicious cookies here early, mm-hmm. and they had pecans in them. Yeah, they were kind of like pecan sandies. Yeah, they were good. Oh, and they've got recipes on the Bragg site. Do they? Mm-hmm. Let's see. And, of course, on plantanswers.com, uh when I was redoing the front page and putting uh, putting Calvin's uh, living Christmas trees information on the uh, topics of the month, it's the first one listed. We've got the we left the recipe section on there for Christmas. It's it's at the very bottom, and then uh, I guess next next week. We'll be talking about uh, horticulture Christmas presents. Horticulture okay. Christmas list. Yeah. In your article going to be yeah. on that? They've got some great recipes, by the way, on the brand side. 
Pralines. Pralines. <laughs> no, I think it's Pralines. I think it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> it depends on what part of your country you're from. <laughs> Pralines, aren't those those little crab-like things? Uh. <laughs> <sighs> you probably say crayfish, too, don't you? <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got some interesting topics of the month on plantanswers.com. We've got... Uh, Christmas tree and poinsettia care, which we didn't get in today, but uh, we can we'll, uh, touch on that uh, next week. Uh, the horticulture Christmas list, mine, and uh, then we got winter care of house plants, and we got a little write-up on uh, proper watering and care of poinsettia plants. We didn't mm-hmm. get into that today. But we'll do that uh, next week. And uh, one on hollies. Uh, we had talked about the holly berries. And uh, one on poinsettias and mistletoe. People always get mistletoe for, uh, around Christmas for the Christmas parties. And uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and we were wa- we were warning people that. Uh, don't don't be don't be chewing down or put them in your salad or anything because mistletoe is, is is fairly poisonous, especially the berries, which the birds eat, right? Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> that's how the that's how the mistletoe gets spread too. Yeah, it just uh, shows you how every organism is a little different. Oh yeah. They got a straight line digestive system. Hey, we got John on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, John. Hey, be sure to turn down your radio, okay? It's and down. Go. It's off. Yeah. Good. What's going on, John? How can we help you today? Well, I got a couple of questions. All of them related to uh, some pine trees. About thirty years or more, my dad and mother brought back a couple of little bitty seedlings from East Texas and we planted them there in that sandy loam between Somerset and Poteet and they grow and pretty darn good and there's three volunteers come up in the field the only ones I've ever seen come up. Uh, do those trees have to pollinate cross pollinate or are they self fertile? Uh, what, what kind of pine? You don't know which kind of pines. Well, what kind well, of grows wild East Texas, over there? Maybe loblolly. Yeah. Lob, yeah, they just whatever grows wild over there. Now they're I, they're I, they're big enough. They got. Are you are you just planning for the future, or are they big enough that they've got um, cones cones already? No, no. no. Thirty years plus ago, my mother and dad brought back two seedlings from East Texas, okay. and we have them planted about a hundred and fifty feet apart. And they they have pine cones galore all the time. Okay. But, uh, there's only three I've ever seen that seedlings came up from them, and those seedlings are about four feet high right now. And there's three of them clustered together, and I want to move two of them. So I've got two questions. Uh, why have only three of them in 30 years have come up? Are those trees, uh, do they have to cross-pollinate and they're not getting pollinated, or what is the deal? Well, part of part of it is that they, they uh, require some kind of a physical situation, like fire or uh, 
you know, they bare ground or. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's the pollination or anything like that. No. I think it's just the, you know, because yeah. uh, fire. You know, a lot of them. That's you have fire, and then all the seedlings come up right after the fire. I think yeah, uh, as far as as pollination is concerned, <clears throat> I th- I, I'm pretty sure that they they have separate female and male parts. But the female and male parts are on the same tree. Okay, that's the way you understand it. Oh yeah, I totally understand it now, and I understand the 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 uh, issue about fire helping them all that. Right. But how do the right. how do these nurseries propagate them then by the thousands to the timber companies? They probably uh, they might scarify them. Yeah, just harvest the cones and. And plant the seeds. Yeah, we plant. We planted some uh, back. Doctor Laura Shreve uh, used to be the horticulturist in Uvalde. Uh, he was a big believer and big. We were big growers of pinion pines. The you know the one with the edible yeah. nut. Yeah, they're and, good. And, yeah, they're good. And. Uh, but there's, they were so slow growing, we couldn't get that on the market. In other words, nobody would take the time to grow them. But the the important thing, the the, the cone had a lot of uh, had a lot of nuts in them. But uh, I'd say ninety five percent of the the nuts in there are sterile. Huh. I mean, are, are not not viable. Yeah, and so okay. uh, the the problem was finding a uh, a uh, a good nut. Well, I guess you could just take a, a, a every pine cone you could get off the tree and just shovel them and throw them off in a place and let them see what comes up and then separate them out and transplant them the little bitty ones, you know. There you That's go. Or you could or you, but, or you could shell. I think I think the key is to shell them out before before the the cone actually opens. Fully. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Well, now then, let's get to my other question before we run out of time. Two of those three that are over there, they're about four or five foot high, but they're too close together. I want to dig two of them up and move them. And this is like I said, fine sandy loam. How can we find sandy loam? Good stuff, but it's very friable, you know, when you, you can't hardly get a root ball, um, when you try to dig it up, it all just fluffs away. So right. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to wind up with two bare root trees when I try to move them, and uh, it, it, it's, everything is real wet now. It seemed like under those conditions, bare root moving them in the, in the winter would be more successful than any other time. Absolutely. You're correct. So what I'm thinking I want to do is I'm going to saturate the area where they're at so I, I, I damage as few roots as possible, just saturate it, and then and then have the area ready to move them, and then move them in and then have a sand slurry, you know, the water where it really gets all the air out and all that. Right. And then that, that sand, it'll seep away, you know, it won't hold water. I yeah. mean, is, uh, I'm wanting you to critique this. Is this the way to do it or not? That is that is the perfect way to do it. Well, that's my game plan. All right. 
Uh, I'll eventually give you a full report. It won't be this year, though, because it'll take a while to see if they croak. Okay. Well, good luck uh, to thank you. Y'all. Thank you. you do, you're doing it at the right time of the year. I appreciate it. Bye. Okay, right, thank well. you for calling. All right, 210-308-8860. Yep. There we go. Yeah, they're right over there. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. But we've just about run out of time, Calvin, helping somebody to find some, uh, to answer some stuff. At least it wasn't a bathroom question. We get those a lot. Um, <laughs> do you want to try to, you can yeah. take off. Thank you, Calvin. All righty, uh, let's see. Well, let's begin to wrap up for today. So next week we're going to cover Christmas gifts. Yeah. And uh, so we need, do we need to reach uh, Other out? than what Calvin wants for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Milton said I had a little yeah. deal. He wanted to talk about Christmas gifts, and Calvin misunderstood, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, suspiciously and misunderstood. And so he sent him, Calvin sent him his Christmas Here are gift. things you can get me for Christmas, Calvin. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. But anyway, we're going to be talking about some good things. And yeah. If you, if you want to... Uh, Get a jump on us. Like I said, I've got it on plantanswers.com under Horticulture Christmas List. All right. And lots of good Christmas ideas here at Millburgers. And, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I encourage you to go to millburgernursery.com to see all the stuff that's on sale. Or uh, just call them at 497-3760 to get a gift card sent out and uh, to someone that you love. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.